What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. More co-hosts in the building, and I don't know when this is going to be released, but we've done a couple of Buckner episodes. I've been in a Buckner sandwich now for <laughs> for, for, a, for a couple hours right now, and you know we got we got the the brains of this operation, the better half on the episode tonight. Very true, and uh, just in, completed an incredible milestone, and I've been hearing JJ talk about it for freaking weeks. So I kind of wanted to get Lindsay's perspective on the whole process of, you know, how this began and paying off a mortgage is a big freaking deal. I know just this decision didn't happen overnight or even maybe in a year. So as somebody that has a mortgage and hasn't even really thought about paying off a mortgage yet, I wanted to get the whole perspective. If you are new to this podcast, my name is Brad Finn. I am joined with two Buckners once again, but every single week with JJ Buckner. JJ, how we doing, bud? I'm excited for this one, man. I'm, I've been looking forward to this episode since I knew you were coming out. I wanted to get Lindsay on here with me to kind of showcase what her and I's ambitions were, what we had to go through, what our thought process was to be able to pay off our mortgage. Me at 29, Lindsay, a little older. <laughs> 29 and some change. Yeah. 30. <laughs> But I am excited to have her on there too because this is the first time I'm having the the wife on, and we really do want to have an episode where we the, let the wives interview us. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. We'll get to that. Are you are you nervous? We have to shake some cobwebs out. You're not a, no, we're good. You're not a big drinker, so like this is <laughs> JJ and I have enough liquid courage. I don't know That's how you, I don't know how you do this straight sober because <laughs> a little bit of wine. <laughs> um, I will take the honors though. I think am I the first female? Co-host. Yes. Yeah. She For, is. We've had a couple female voicemails, but we've never sat down with girls. Okay. Nope. Got to keep all the dirty jokes out tonight. Yeah, yeah that's true. Got to be respectful for the wife. So <laughs> I kind of want to start, and I'll let you begin, because I've listened, I've heard from him so much. I want to go back to when you were buying a house, because I know you guys did the travel nurse thing. You lived in Hawaii. You're from, you moved to Kansas City. You lived in Kansas City. You don't live... like. There's a lot going on with your living situation, especially over the last couple of years with having kids. Mm-hmm. Bring me back to like Hawaii when you decided that it was time to move back to Missouri. So when we were in Hawaii, we knew that when we were going to move back to Kansas City, we, were, we wanted to purchase a house. When we left, we were renting and we knew that we were ready to buy a house and settle down and have kids and a dog. And um, so we didn't actually do a lot of traveling and extra things that we wanted to do while we were in Hawaii because we wanted to be able to put that 20% down on a house. So we actually bought a house unseen from Hawaii through a realtor and it was perfect. While we were still on the island. Yeah. How the hell did you do? How did you do that? We we trusted her. (laughs) And you know what? She's our, our property manager now for our rental property. So yeah. So we, yeah, we, we, we bought the house uh, living in Hawaii we moved into it when we like literally the week we moved back. What I think the day we it was like two days I think when we moved back we actually saw the house for the first time. But it was ours. It was ours. It was our house. So that was a that was a big ordeal. It was nerve wracking buying our first ever home, our first ever property from you know four thousand plus miles away. Can we talk? Especially because we know all over the country there's different situations. Can we talk purchase price, yeah. money down? Like, what was that like? Yeah. So the house was, I forget the asking, but we offered over asking because the, and still to this day, the market in Kansas City is crazy. It's up there. Yeah. So 
Uh, I mean, yeah, you know now from the offers we made from the rental properties. Right. So we offered, I think, I'm going to guess it was maybe listed at like 185, 180. And we sent, and I want to, here's a cool little golden nugget for everybody listening. Whenever we made our offer, our realtor said, hey, I think this is going to be a very good idea if you write a personal letter to the sellers explaining your story, saying this is your first home purchased, this is you're moving back from Hawaii, you're pregnant, you're about to have your first kid, you know, kind of get that little relationship built with the sellers. Because that's what everyone wants to do, move and buy a house when they're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We even like tied in, like I can picture like, the room upstairs on the right as our first nursery. Yes. We built that connection with the sellers to hopefully in return, knowing that there was going to be a lot of offers on this property, that we took that extra step. We also offered over asking, but we weren't the highest offer. I'll tell you that much. We were not the highest offer. And they went with our our offer because of the note we wrote. How did you guys come up with uh, like what you could afford, like a purchase price. And when did you, did you guys have conversations? Cause I know when I bought my first house, I knew nothing about personal finance and my wife and I went into it like whatever we based our decisions around what the mortgage payment was going to be. Oh, we, we can afford this mortgage payment. We didn't think about PMI down payments, the cost of housing, paying them off. Like were you guys having that money conversation as far as we need 20% down and we could afford this with our income, but we probably only need this. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it all the time, and Lindsay and I both agreed upon that we wanted to have twenty percent down. Yeah. So where we kind of there was a couple of things that went into this. We wanted to have twenty percent down on whatever the purchase price would be, but we also wanted to keep the mortgage around. Like we wanted to keep it under a thousand bucks. That felt like a comfortable number for us and our budget, what we were making at the time to be, I think it was probably around 20, 25% of our take Were you guys budgeting at this point? Like was money in the Mm -hmm. forefront of your mind? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were probably actually budgeting back then. Now we don't really budget at all because we kind of gotten used to how much we spend on a monthly basis. So I don't really budget anymore, but we were like, that was kind of like the, the Heinz or the, uh, the big portion of time when we were really getting into finances and I was starting to find this passion. I didn't have the YouTube channel or anything yet, but I was really into money and, and trying to learn. I, you know, I stumbled upon the fire movement, you know, before we moved out to Hawaii. So all of this stuff was getting was fresh in my mind of where I wanted to be. So buying this first property was, yeah, it was, we thought of PMI down payment and our mortgage payment was all factors of what we wanted to have in there. So Lindsay, when, was this, this was the first house you guys bought together? Yes. Did you know this was going to be like kind of a stepping stone house or were you guys in a position where you were kind of looking for a possible forever house or did you go into it open-minded? How'd you go into that? I mean, we knew it was more than just like a starter home, but I mean, we didn't know for sure were we going to stay in Kansas City. We just knew we were going back to Kansas City and we liked the Overland Park area where we were initially, but housing there is a lot more expensive. expensive, And so we kind of just had to take in to play where his job was located, where mine was located. um, And then of course, what we could actually afford. So we knew we would, our plan was to stay there for a few years and at least start our family. And then kind of see what happens with jobs and everything moving forward. People look at all different types of buys. Was this 
turnkey ready? Was it a fixer upper? Was it like, what kind of house was this? Cause I know first people, when you buy your first house, there's many different options that you yeah. could have where, were you guys like, I want to get back from Hawaii and I don't, I'm having a kid. I don't want to have to worry about this. Or were you saying, okay, maybe we can buy something a little bit cheaper and we'll put some money into the house and kind of raise the value of the house that way. He would have been down for a fixer upper. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he still would be, but <laughs> I was ready. I wanted something that was turnkey because um, we knew we were going to be trying to get pregnant, and we actually were, we're pregnant, pregnant with Mason before we left Hawaii. He so around. <laughs> yeah, so we, I, I wanted something turnkey, and it was. It was. Yeah. It was I think turnkey. we yep. just by preference painted a few things, but it didn't need it. No. Did y'all put, get a 30-year, 15-year? Do you remember what you did with that? 30-year. 30-year mm-hmm. fixed rate, yep. 20%, 20% down. down. Yep. And how long did you guys stay there? A year. Just a year. Yeah, and let me, so. let me tell you this about how crazy the Kansas City market is. I did a couple things to the house. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing to increase the value as much as I sold it for. We turned around and sold this house a year later for $25,000 more than what we bought it for. Wow. Yeah. In a year. And, and 25000 too on a house, I mean- Depending on where you live, twenty five thousand. Midwest is that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. What what forced you out after a year? Mason. Mason. Yeah, we were ready to move back to be closer with family and have an extra set of hands. And yeah, we were in Kansas City because we were there for our jobs. We had no family, you know, nothing like that. We had friends, but you know, nothing, no one to really help out. And you guys, people who have kids know it takes a village to raise some <laughs> It does. Kids. And we just felt like every weekend we were either going to Springfield to see his family or coming back to St. Jen to see my family or they were coming to us. And we were like, we're not even doing anything Kansas City because our weekends are tied up with family, which is we wouldn't trade for the world, but we're like, what's our, what? why are we really in Kansas City? And he was not liking his job and... So we're like, we just need a fresh start. And I just, I've moved twice with, and both times they were a mile away. And the thought of moving to Hawaii and then moving back to Missouri, I would pretty much say that when I got back to Kansas City, I would have said, I am never effing moving ever again. That's what my dad said. (laughs) That's what all of our help said. (laughs) This is my thing. It's like uh, Mitch Hedberg, you'd be like, I like to go to my friend's house and help them not move. I just sit in a pickup truck and make sure they do not start to load shit into it. Like <laughs> it's so true. Like I can't believe that you made this major move, but then that's the power of family. I can understand. Let me let me ask you this though, Brad. So if you're at a spot where there's no family around, you're not the most happiest. Like we we love the we we love Kansas City. We really do. We love the area. So like it comes down to like we wanted to be happy and we felt like we would be most happy being around family because we were doing that. Every- I know why you did it. Yeah. But the fact of actually, yeah, no, I'm I, get it. I get it. Like I could just see, especially being married and having kids around your similar age. I could not imagine what that com like what, like you said, you, you guys were obviously like, all right, we're not taking advantage of anything. When was it like, we have to move again after a year? Like, you mean from Kansas City? Yeah, like you're like, so now you're in Kansas City. You want to move closer to family. Uh, obviously, you guys probably discussed it or talked about it. When did you like stamp stamp the paper and say, all right, it's time we need to actually start looking? Or was this like a passive approach? Like, we'll look down by St. Jin and we'll kind of see if something pops up. And if it does, we'll think about it. Or were you guys like, 
we're doing it. We're, yeah. That's kind of how we've been our whole our whole wow. marriage with everything we do. Like for Hawaii. <laughs> we talked about it in August. We, we were there in end of October. Yeah. I mean, subleased an apartment, sold right. a car. Brad, we don't mess around, bud. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you know what you want and you know when you want right. to get it. All right. So now you're shopping in a, in a different market again, same state, but people need to realize we're talking three, four hours away. In a very small town where people don't leave often, I guess. So inventory is very low. Yeah. It's, it's low. And when something is for sale, people ask an outrageous price. Typically it's on maybe a little bit of land, but yeah, there was nothing when we were ready to move back. So when JJ had me on the side by side yesterday, we pull on, it's like, welcome <laughs> population five twenty one. I said, do you realize that when you release a YouTube video, you're talking to 200 times the population of your town? Yeah, like if crazy. you took everybody in your town and put them in one spot and then multiply that by 200 people, I mean, 200 times and yeah, no. So it was small town and I kind of see that. I think if I can try and relate it in my mind, uh, there's certain school districts that are really, really hard to get into. And no matter what you have to wait for someone to retire and for a job to free up. And when it does, the job gets snatched up mm -hmm. by something quickly. So you are fighting that. Now you're not, we're not currently in the town because we're moving closer to your home, right? Right. Like yes. here's closer to your home than your home. So how was that decision made? How do we, why, why do we choose closer to St. Jin than where JJ grew up? So St. Jin is where I was born and raised. And actually JJ's family was 30 miles west of here. And he was, or he was raised. It's all kind of the same area. Area. Yeah. yeah. But his parents moved to Springfield later in life. Like JJ was in college. So he doesn't really have ties to Springfield, um, aside from his parents. So I have my, like my best friends are here. My family's here. His grandparents are here. Um, and I've become friends with through being with Lindsay for 10 yeah. plus years. I mean, all of our friends are yeah, kind of the your same friends now. Are my friends. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then on top of that too, we were thinking about like down the road, where do we want to raise Mason? We were thinking like small town, um, so that kind of is what I had to plan it too. Yeah. So you, you had the plan in place. You knew it was going to be hard. You, you this this is a nice spot. I'm like I, when I thought like small town. I have upstate New York, and this is to no disrespect to people that live upstate because <laughs> I live downstate. You had some places upstate New York, and it's like a little creepy, like a little like too country, and like I don't know. It's hard to explain, but. This is this far exceeds what I pictured it to be. Like obviously, I see j videos of JJ inside, but the whole neighborhood and the block and things like that. I feel like maybe you guys got a little lucky with this spot. Like how did how did this spot happen? And where was this? Now, so now you're budging. Did you know you were going to get twenty five grand more than your old spot? No, no, no. I had no idea. So were you budgeting? How were you budgeting this? Were you budgeting that you were going to be able to at least sell it for what you got it for? This one. The, yeah, when you bought this. Well, there's a little backstory behind this property. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so when we moved back. We moved back. We, I mean, there was nothing. Oh, so this wasn't the first spot no, from KC. We actually moved into my dad's basement. Oh, snap. Yeah, I, with a six-month-old dog. This is completely new to yeah. me. Yeah. I thought this was the jump from KC. Nope. No. So, oh, yeah. The so, plot thickens. Yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> So now we're moving back and we've got to put most of our stuff in storage. And then, so did that house, hold on. Did that house like 
So you put that house on the market in KC before you Correct. You were like looking and then what that house bought and sold quicker and you were like, what do we do now? Well, I mean, we had run it by my parents um, and both of our parents said that, you know, we were obviously welcome there. But my dad has a basement that had a bedroom, a bathroom, a kitchen area. Like we would kind of be in our own unit because I mean we had a six month old and a dog and us too like that's a lot to add to a two person household we had we had the idea of because here it goes back to inventory being low where we live there was no property available nothing there wasn't even not even to rent yeah there wasn't even a place to rent which is yeah why so this this leads to the story so we we sell our property in Kansas City we move back in with her her dad and stepmom we go down to the basement and we're there for four months, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a property pop up for rent. We go to this property and we I remember the first time walking through it, there was some like hoarders and stuff that lived there before. And we walked through it. And I'm like, babe, there's no way I'm living in this thing. I'm not doing it. And she said the same. She's like, I can't. I can't imagine what my face was. It was trash, man. And we shouldn't have looked. Or even the owner said, like, maybe you guys should wait to look at her. Like, no, we're ready to get out. Like, we need to go have our own place. I'm living in my father-in-law's basement. Yeah. So we went to look at it. And, like, we were so had our hopes up to, like, okay, this is the spot. It's, like, the one place in town that opened up. We're the first ones to it. And we go look at it. And we're like, we cannot bring our family in here. There's no way. Luckily... Uh, about a month or two went by. They cleaned it up. They redid some stuff. New and floors, yeah, carpet, yep. paint. I mean, the whole nine yards. And they called us. They said, "Hey, it's back up. It's done now. If you want to come look at it again." And it worked out. It was perfect timing. So we we moved in there and we rented there for a oh, year. Oh, so they fixed it. They, they did. did. And I still was like, I mean, there's no sense to go back and look at it. There's no way that they like got this. Into and we it. almost did it. Yeah. And luckily we did because we ended up living there for a year for rent. Really? Yep. So let me, all right. So I assume that your parents weren't charging you rent when you lived there. Um, we helped I mean, out. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Probably to your own accord. They didn't yes, ask for anything. For sure. Yeah. So the situation was so dire that you were like, all right, we still need to get out and we still need, because our situation right now is extremely temporary. So we need to move out. What was the, what was the move like? Was it? My apartment was it a house what was it it was a house mm-hmm. yep rented a house uh it was a three bed one bath oh wow okay yeah. so th- a major upgrade from dad's basement oh mm-hmm. yeah for sure okay. for sure yeah. finston yard yeah. for the dog and i had no idea this, yeah i had no idea this is all new to me yeah. yeah and when we initially moved back um neither of us had jobs set up that's also true so i was supposed to go back to the hospital that i had started at before we moved to Kansas City at Cardinal Glennon. And then I got in touch with my old boss. She was excited to have me back, all the things. And then we moved back and literally within a week. Hang on. This was the game plan, by the way, for Lindsay to have this job set up when we moved back and me to kind of like figure out exactly what I wanted to do. She, so go ahead. Yeah. She emailed me and she was like, I'm so sorry. We're in a hiring freeze right now. Because I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> our patient census is so low, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like, what are we living in do? our dad's basement? We're both unemployed. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, how does this turn into a paid-off mortgage? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but holy shit! But like, this is real. This is yes. amazing because there might be somebody listening right now that is in that spot. Yeah, because I think. If so, if you're out from the outside looking in, I think most people would say the Buckners are doing pretty damn good. Whether it's through the people that know you or the people that follow JJ social media or your amazing Instagram, I people would think that you guys and this is 
you've kind of been, I'm not, I don't want to say the gutter, but you've had your backs against the wall. You've been in positions that were, I've never been put in these uncomfortable situations. I've always had a cush job, place to live, like all of this stuff. You're saying to me, like, just when you think moving into dad's basement is rock bottom, <laughs> you rent a place that used to be the home to a hoarder, and now nobody's got jobs. It's like, we got no food. We got no <laughs> jobs. Our pet's heads are falling. You know, like, <laughs> like our pet's heads are falling. <laughs> now, now, Harry. Now, now. But. Wow, that's a that's a that's a dynamic I never. Yeah. So, but we know JJ, and he was not. I mean, he was searching Craigslist, and I, I did do some he jobs was, on Craigslist. Yeah, putting out Facebook stuff. Like, don't tell me about those jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I know what kind of jobs are on Facebook. Oh yeah, <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> I think they made a movie about that. <laughs> He worked uh, with. If I, the- I gotta show some skin, I'll show some skin, man. <laughs> it's not much skin left under that body hair. <laughs> I digress. Oh man, I yeah. digress. Okay, no, but in all seriousness, he did. He got a job off Craigslist, f- helping renovate. A home, yeah, right? a yeah. house with like some guy fresh out of jail. I mean, it was a, it was an interesting drinking at like six in the morning on the job. It was a, it was a wild time, man. Hey, man, it happens. Yeah, but so, you're making that money, right? And he got to do some hands-on work, which helped. I mean, it's going to help yeah. in the rental business. And anyways, it's just nice to like look back in hindsight and say like, wow. And as somebody that's was kind of blessed by COVID. Um, you got to spend time with Mason. Yes. Like that was, I mean, I, I, and I don't want to like say COVID was a blessing, but I think that having a young kid when Avery, Avery went right, my oldest daughter went right back to daycare. So like as soon on. as they, oh, as soon as she can go back to work, we had to go back to work and Brody, when he was a very small baby, he, she had to go back to work, especially cause we had our kids so close together and she didn't have days saved up. Then COVID hit and we were at home. So the blessing for us is what we got to spend some time. Yeah. So there's that silver line too, which I'm sure if you would have had to shoot back to work, you would have lost some of that time with me. Well, this kind of goes into our thought process of everything. Cause COVID happened when we were already in this house. No, no. He's saying not having the job. Oh, was yeah. Giving oh, I get what you're saying. Extra oh, time okay. with me. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm saying like the silver lining to- For sure. If, if we look at this whole picture now in hindsight, you had to work some jobs, but but Lindsay got to spend more time with Mason in a very, very critical time, especially so first true. kid. And mm-hmm. and that's your job. If people don't know, you work with- Like you babies. work with- yeah, yeah, you work with babies. Nick, so. you nurse. And I was actually on night shift at the time. So- I was trying to like work a night shift and then come home. This was another thing in Kansas City was I would work a night shift as a nurse and then come home and have to take care of Mason because we didn't have child care because of the daycare wait list um, and um, not having family or anybody yeah. to help watch. So anyways, yeah, it was tough. Child care brings in a whole new dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right. So now to bring us back to where we're at, you're renting in a place that's cleaned up. It's nice. Close to your parents' dad's basement, I assume, and close to where we're at now. It was mm-hmm. in this town, yeah. When you're in there, are you this whole time, have you been looking for a house or were you like, let's rent first, figure out what we're doing, and then start to look? Or when as soon as you got to your dad's, you were like, rent or buy, let's find something? Yeah. We, we were looking for, I mean, really anything. We thought renting first would be ideal so we could figure out exactly where we wanted to be like closer into the town or out closer to my work in st louis so we were driving around 
one day and like obviously Lindsay knows the town and everything, but we there's a new development in the town we live in now where like everyone's building the house in. That's this is kind of the spot. And Lindsay and I drove back there one day and we were looking and you know, the the dream house is always on the couple's bucket list. You know what I mean? It's always one of those yeah. things like I want to build the dream home or I want to buy the dream home and settle down and never leave again. And that was kind of it was more Lindsay's I think it was more your bucket list item than me. But it it looked nice. It really did. Like we drove back there, the neighborhood, like she has some friends that live back there. The I kids forgot be, about the land yeah, thing. Yeah. Damn, this this is this is bringing this is getting nostalgic for me now. Because <laughs> yeah. I I remember this. Yes. All right. So we drive back through this new development and you know, we see the kids out playing with, you know, families and doing all this stuff and we're like, Wow, man, this is this is it. Like I think we I think we found our spot. So we buy a corner lot. Uh, it's a building lot, so we have to build our own house. You can custom build a home in here. We paid cash for the lot, and I believe this was like this was right after. Actually, we were living in the rental when we purchased this lot, knowing that we were going to be building our dream home while living in the rental. We were probably like five months into living in the rental of our year lease to uh, to when we purchased this Wait, property. No. No? No. We bought the land in December. Yes. So then we knew we wanted to rent so that we could save up. We bought the land before we rented. Okay. And then we rented because we knew we weren't going to build, be able to build right away. That's, yeah. All right. So we got land in December and then we started renting in February. So the rent was like, okay, well, the building is going to be a little bit of a situation. Was the purchase of that cash you said, was that from savings or was that from the sale of the house, a little combination of Both, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So what happened with the land? Paid cash for it and sat on it for a year while living in the rental. And during in the during us living in the rental process or during us living in the rental, we started the process of... Uh, uh, Home plans. Yeah. Building, drawing up plans. Okay. We hired somebody to help design a custom home for us. And we met with them like once every two weeks or something like that for... Um, like like two months, and so we got it exactly we how exactly. we wanted. So outside my comfort zone, like I'm. Oh, I am like the most indecisive person. It was so hard. It was me designing the house. Is what it was basically, dude. I can't call and order pizza. I get so anxious. <laughs> uh, like we got it dis- decided, and then we're in this rental for a year. So guess what? Over that year time, I decided. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different like vision of my dream home. So we went, we paid again and went back to Did the same brand architect, new plans. started oh, over. You wanted to kill her. Brand new plans. You wanted to kill her. We got it done. Everything's set in stone. Babe, I really like this new idea. I said it's better now than after it's built, right? Uh, <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, heck yeah. Change my mind now before we... <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> so we're going through these process. We've done two plans now. And we're we're get we're excited. We are. We're, we're ready. We're ready to settle down. We're in this pristine area of our town. When this happened, was there like the door shut? Like you listen to me. I'm gonna change these plans again, but this is it. Or were you prepared for a third change? No, I said this. This is it. Yeah. I mean, and you knew he meant it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were out of time. Yeah, it was about to. Be, it was. I mean, we were running low too on time as well because the build was gonna take about three to. Five months to build the house 
depending on weather and when we started. Yeah, in all reality, that was yeah. going to turn into a year exactly. real quick. Exactly. So it just kind of was like one of those things where we needed to get started if we were going to do this. So we're as as we're doing this, we're living in a a, a home with that we're renting that is way less than what we could afford, you know, per month. So we're we're stocking away money. I also start the YouTube channel during this process of rent of renting. That's when I first did my first video. Yeah, let's back up. So while while we're before we move out and while we're renting, I got a NICU job at St. Louis Children's, and then he ended up getting a job, an engineering job. And so we knew with our income that we should be. This was like the time to start stockpiling. Well, in the meantime, he's. Are like again, just engineering. Well, okay, but yeah. you were mis- you were miserable yes. at any type of sure. job like sure. that. He was always thinking like, oh, what can I? What kind of business can I start? What can I do? Like, yeah. so he came home. It was in April or May, and he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna film a YouTube video. And I wasn't familiar with. I mean, I knew about YouTube, but like, I didn't realize like what. You did what my wife did. You went cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, "What?" And he got the the dog uh, dog food thing and Mason's music box and literally set up a tripod with our family camera and was like, "Can you go outside and play with Mason? I'm gonna try and I'm gonna film this." Is that video still? Did you leave that video out? Yeah, it's my how I paid off first student loans in nine months. It's the first video on my YouTube channel. Oh, I did well that video. Yeah, that's it. That was the first one I did. That was the start of J.J. Buckner's YouTube history or channel or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, we've joked, like, going back and looking at old videos. Oh, man, it's, cr- a, it's Mine's worse. So cringy. I, did, I think mine was in my office, and it was just a voiceover. Oh, no. Of my Google spreadsheet. Oh, wow. This is going to be a video, hopefully one day, maybe a YouTube channel. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's bad. It's so, but no, seriously, though, man. It says you got to start about, somewhere. Yeah, like, to everyone listening out there, like, if you... Maybe it's not a YouTube channel that you want to start. It's the fact of just taking that first step blindly not knowing what you're really doing and actually like if you want to start a construction business or you want to start a landscaping business or a cleaning business whatever it is you just have to do it if you want to buy a rental property and she didn't laugh in your face that's a big deal no she didn't she was supportive the whole way i kind of did my eyebrows a little weird like a what yeah like what the hell are you doing you're putting a video on the internet my wife knew nothing about youtube so when i told her and I, I've built businesses. She just thought it was like this new thing that I was going to do because I did the cross and I was like, oh yeah, so I started a YouTube <laughs> channel and she's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, YouTube? She's like, no. And I was like, internet? Like you watch people on, on YouTube? Like I make videos and I post them. Just no idea. <laughs> and then uh, we've had our, we had fights. I don't know if you guys had fights where in the early stages where I was dedicating so much time to it yeah. and I was yelling, can you just be quiet, please? I'm trying to record a video. And we've had a bunch of fights like, uh, your stupid YouTube channel. It's not stupid. This is why, you know, like, I don't know if you guys ever had that, but tell them about about the, there's, there's something to be said. If we can get off topic for a second, there's something to be said for that support system because I, I mean, at the end of the day with those arguments that I had with her, she was kind of being realistic as somebody from the outside, like pump the brakes, dude. Like, and she always knew that I was business savvy. Kind of like how you said, you'd always be able to make money. She'd watch me make businesses, but she knew nothing about this one, which was the first time she didn't know about a business. And I didn't really communicate like the future potential and growth. She just thought I was 
being my, you know, my ADD, like always have to be doing something because this is, there's a lot going on here. Somebody that has kids, like kids renting, building house. And now you're like, I kind of want to just quit my secure job and try this thing on the internet. So when I first started the YouTube channel, I didn't really understand, you know, what could really come about it. I didn't understand quite like, you know, making money through affiliates and ads and all this stuff. It was more of an outlet of, you know, I was bothering her every day about this whole money passion I've had for years. And I'm finally at this state where I'm very comfortable with stocks, very comfortable with investing in the fire movement and everything. I'm like, I need to talk about it to somebody because no one in my, <laughs> no one wanted to talk about it. So I was like, I need to put content on the internet because I was, that's kind of right when I started watching like Graham Stephan and Jeremy from Financial Education, those guys. Yeah. So I didn't really have plans of it as a business at first, but while still living in the rental property and figuring out how more and how successful some of these YouTubers were, whenever like I saw like Graham's video, like he was making like $6,000 a month on YouTube. I was like, holy cow. Holy Christmas. Like you could make six grand a month on YouTube? Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, I may be onto something, which I still was like at like 200 subscribers or something like that. So it kind of that's whenever it kind of like, I was like, okay, I can really make something from this. So as we're living in the rental and I'm doing this and, you know, I'm starting to do the YouTube channel and everything, I do want you to tell a story and this kind of has to go a little off topic again. That's fine. But to go back to like the fighting and all this stuff, I want you to tell it because I think it means a little more coming from you. Well, in the initial like first days, it was just like, yeah, I mean, it takes time and then, the you know, having to keep kids quiet and... Um, it also took me a lot more oh, longer time to, to edit. edit. I had yes. no idea what I was doing. Oh my gosh! Oh, that drove it would me take all nuts. night. Yeah, all night. Like you would stay up yeah. late because you're like, I got to get this done before I go to work. Yep. Anyways, and I'm like, oh, so you're gonna take this much time for a video that's gonna get a hundred views? Oh, dude, that hurt so bad. I'm like, oh, what is like what? And now he's like. Oh man, it didn't get 10,000 views in the first hour. <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, yeah, it's just like any business though. It's going to have ups and downs and you can't just start on the top. And But he's, I know what you're thinking of is after we brought Millie home, he would try and time things to where he's like, okay, we'll do dinner and then I'll run up and do a couple things. And then when you're ready to do baths, I'll help with baths and then I'll go up for the night. Well, it was, Mason was having troubles, like he would, go to bed and come out of his room 20 times. Millie was, I mean, she was just a newborn. So it was like, I would think she was asleep and I was going to get to take a shower and then she would wake up and then we would have to nurse. And then she didn't want to stop nursing. And it was just, and I just remember sitting in the chair in our room and I text him like, you have to come down here. And he came down. He's like, what? I thought everybody was, everything was good. And I'm like sobbing. I have a baby on the boob, a toddler standing next to me who was supposed to be in bed 45 minutes ago. And I'm like, I... I need help. Like this is stressing my me out. My wife is going to cry hearing this because we did the exact oh same thing. Oh my gosh. And he he looked at me and he said, I promise this is going to work. Just trust me. We're living parallel lives. Oh. Here no, you are not alone. And it's when, a it was when a tough you and my time, wife, man. it's going to be dangerous when you and my wife start chatting. <laughs> I'm borderline afraid for it, but no, it's good. All right. So let's bring this back yeah. to, yeah. let's bring this back. So, you're building land. You've made the second plans. And it was my fault. I got you guys off topic. <laughs> that was good though. You've made the second, you've made second plans now. Everything's good. So now what happens? So YouTube still hasn't popped yet for me, but I do see the outcome of what can happen. I'm still like pre 1000 subscribers here. 
I'm we're still in the rental, but I'm like, man, this really could happen. This could be something here. And I also at the time I'm at a job that I hate again. You know, like it just I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I hated like being on someone else's time, having to ask permission to do things. I just hated it. And we kept going back to those couple weeks to months where we didn't have a job. And we were like, what if that happens again? Mm -hmm. Like, what if one of us or both of us would lose a job? Like, can we afford a a custom built house mortgage? And so then we started thinking, then we started thinking again. And we're like, wow, are like, are we supposed to do this? And then we also started talking about what do we really want in life? You know, with the, with the Hawaii trip, we just, you know, got back from and I started telling Lindsay, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be nice to like take the kids on a trip? to Hawaii and and stay there for like a month. I said, there's no way I could do that if we buy this big custom home that's going to take us 30 years to pay off because we're putting all of the cash that we have to this mortgage every single month with no extra room. I mean, we would probably have a little extra room to pay on top of it, but it's in in our budget. It was right at the tippy top. It was going to be right at the tippy top. Yeah, we'll talk numbers when we get to this house. So, And he kept saying too, he's like, I know that your number one thing in life is to be a mom. He's like, if you think that you want to stay home with these babies, it's not going to, we can't build a house and that be an option. Like you're still going to have to work at least part time, at least if not go back full time. So this, so this building a house was a luxury. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and you knew this cause you already had a pretty firm grasp on personal finance and like what was good. Like initially going in, you guys knew that it was a luxury and at first it was an exciting luxury that you thought you could handle, but things started to slow down and time theta decay started yeah, coming in. So true. Man. Started coming in and you were like, ah oh, man. All right. So now you're starting to have tough conversations. I mean, yeah. Cause we, we just spent, it was one of those where you knew the answer, but we did. Yeah. But you didn't know how to make like you couldn't. So true. Couldn't finalize it. And we, you know, we just spent this money on plans. We had everything finalized, and we're like, "Are we really gonna say no right now?" You had and to cut your losses. Yeah, because those plans weren't free. Hell no, they weren't. Yeah, exactly. So, are we really? I told her, I was like, "Are we really about to do this?" And then, but then also with this in mind, me being pre one thousand subscribers, I'm like, "Babe, if if YouTube does happen, if it does happen," I said, "I could quit my job a lot faster to focus on YouTube and grow it full time." than I would if I was at a custom-built home, you know, having a big mortgage. You guys were facing house poor. Absolutely. Could afford it. You probably would have made the payments. We could have. We could have. I'll say this. We could have afforded it. Me being, I'm being conservative right now. We could have afforded it. And we, if even if one of us would have lost our jobs, it would have been tough, but we still could have made the payment every single month. Right. But you were you were looking long-term. long-term Absolutely. Gratification. And yep. You knew this was before Millie, so you knew there was going to be more. Yep. We're, we're having these talks, right? We're going back and forth. We're like, so, so what are we going to do? We're going to rent this house for another year? Or like, what's what's going to happen? And we keep telling, the same conversation keeps coming up. Lindsay staying home and us having the freedom to kind of do whatever I want. And me in the future, possibly taking a job that may pay a little less, but it may be a little more happier and not have a stress, less stressful job. Well, all of a sudden, the house we live in right now is uh, was of some friends of ours and they posted up a post on Facebook. Oh, y'all know these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in a town of 500. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like you mentioned before, that was really the only re- way to get in. Yeah. You had to know somebody. Same as teaching. Yeah. You yeah. have to know somebody. Yeah. All right. So good. Go ahead. So they post this on Facebook 
and they're like, hey, our house is coming on the market for sale. It's going to be, you know, $175,000, you know, whatever. Take that post down immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it was literally like the lights flick on. I look at Lindsay. I'm like, babe, I said, this is a sign. This is a sign that you and I are about to make a very, very big decision that could be detrimental to our future. And it was a hard conversation. I remember this day because Lindsay wanted this dream house. She wanted it. She wanted the dream home. She wanted I was to- like, yeah, between like a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Like I knew what I wanted more. You wanted to be home with the kids yeah, more. Well, but- obviously. But-, but I was also like, I mean, I wanted the house too. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. So it was a tough decision. For, for me, it was easy because I knew like with the mindset and everything, it was fine. But I told her, I was like, babe, it was one of those things too. I was like, trust me on this. I know we're making the right decision. I know we are. So we came to look at the house. It's not the, you know, it's not the biggest. We only have one bathroom. It has two ply toilet paper in it though. It does have two <laughs> ply toilet paper. But it was up. I mean, it was updated. It was they nice. redid everything. I mean, we weren't going to have to do anything. I was going to ask you like what you've done here. Cause nothing. Not much. I mean, the garage. A couple now, things. But, yeah. Um, yeah. The house, everything's it's yeah. mint. Yeah. And we had paid for the lot and cash. So that's just kind of like tucked to the side mm-hmm. for now. We didn't have to like sell that to get the house kind of deal. So right. we're like, okay, maybe we will buy this house and we'll hold the land and build in like five to seven years. So now we kind of pushed it off to so like the a dream long home term. Wasn't dead. It wasn't sure. gone yeah. yet, but it was gone for a while. Okay. Yep. And, and then that in return, we weren't planning on paying this house off. Like I mean, I talked about this in my video a little bit. Like the first year we moved in here, we had no plans of paying this house off at all. The numbers worked here though. Oh God, dude. It was, yeah, it was like we could have easily, I mean, we could have had this mortgage payment quadruple and still been fine. Okay. So that was another big plus for us is, I mean, we were practically what our mortgage payment was is what we were paying in rent almost, which was very affordable. So did you, so you contact these people, you know, Come to look at the house. Yeah. Did it go in the market or did you guys get it before it went on it the market? It did end up going in the market and they had a couple people look at it. It was a little overpriced, to be honest. Okay. So we made an offer under asking. They accepted the offer and it ended up getting appraised for $3,000 under our asking. So it was even even what we... So you were right. Right, yeah, exactly. So I was pretty close. I knew exactly what it could probably go for. I was over by $3,000. I told him, I was like, hey guys, I'm not paying a penny over appraisal. I said, so either we meet at this number, which was 160000 I said, or we're just going to not take the deal, which probably we would have taken it. But you know, I wanted to try and get that $3,000 back in my pocket, which luckily they accepted it. So we bought the house at one hundred and sixty, and our mortgage payment was like, it was... I think hundred and sixty dollars or hundred and something and eight or not a hundred eight hundred and something and some change. Was this a thirty year as well? It it was a thirty year, but then we refinanced it to a fifteen year, like a year the that year. How long you been here? Three years. Three years. Three years. Three years is December. So we move into the house and we start living here, and we're like, you know, this really isn't that bad. Like we you know we live here for a year, we get comfortable, and you know we had Millie, which we were kind of on this plan before Millie, but you know, we were, we were getting comfortable and we were like, okay, this is, this is doable. You know, this is not bad. And then of course, you know, the YouTube channel starts, starts popping and I start making a, an income and, you know, six months down the road, I start making more income. And I finally, I'm like, we're really thinking about, do I quit my job? Do I 
take on YouTube full time? Do I do this risk? And we go back to like what we talked about at the very beginning. Like, babe, we, we, we buy this cheaper home much more than we can afford. And do we take this leap of faith and take this risk to try something new for me to go full time on YouTube to see if I can build it up even more to spend more time towards it? And if it doesn't work, I can always go back and get another job. And we were able to do that because we purchased a home that was way less than what we could afford. And don't forget that he lost his job. True. While we lived here. So I forgot true. you yeah. got fired. Yeah. You found a job relatively quickly, which yeah. was good. Yeah. Yes, because, yeah. But that day, that must have been a tough day. That was a tough one, I man. remember talking to you off the record, and you're like, dude, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be okay, but I'm not sleeping well. Yeah. It was, but it goes back to like, thank God we purchased this house because we could still easily afford the payment. So you were destination effed if you went through the dream home and you lost your job. We would have been tight. I mean, we would have made it, but it would have been like, because again, man, like we're being conservative with numbers here. Lifestyle change would have changed significantly. Significantly. And and goals would have changed significantly. Yes. Yes. Until I would have found another job. And I would have had to switch back to To full time. time Yep. But you've mentioned, because I know we're working towards you. You got another job, but we're working towards you going full time, which I think is what really, you guys never had intentions of attacking this mortgage. Not the first year living here, no. Because we still had the lot purchased. We were still planning on building five years down the road. So before paying off this mortgage, which is, I guess, the the climax of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're building we'll up towards there. it. Yeah, I know. But do you still have the land? No, we sold it. Okay. We sold it for a profit. Uh, I think we made like four grand on it. Okay. Um, it was one of those decisions like, okay, so actually we sold the land when we started talking about, are we going to try and pay off this mortgage? So we're paying off this mortgage or we decide to pay off the mortgage and we say, okay, we can make a big leap here if we sell the lot. So the lot was, we purchased the lot for 36,000. I listed it at like 42, I think. I did it for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. I listed it at 42 because there was more lots that got bought up after we bought ours. So the the supply was lower. So the demand's higher to build a property in, in where we live. So I listed it for high, like forty two thousand. I found we finally get a uh, an agreed upon price to sell it at thirty nine five. So I made it's like almost I know, it's thirty five hundred dollars what we made. So we sell the property and we put all that money towards a mortgage, and we're like, okay, we're doing this. You know, like that was like our first big like leap to pay off the mortgage. Now I want to back this up to the kind of mindset we had to pay off the mortgage because we all know the math's not right. You know, that's the math's not there. We had a low rate. It's not the the best decision mathematically and best for your future or whatever when it comes to investing. But the way Lindsay and I looked at it was we knew I wanted to take a chance of going full-time on YouTube. We knew the freedom that we could have had to be able to, uh, you know, really be able to take the time to travel when we wanted to. We could take the time to be able to do the things that we wanted to do without being scared to take a chance or take a risk because this mortgage was going to be paid off. So there was a lot of decisions that we thought about and a lot of different aspects of life that could come with a paid mortgage. You know, that's, it's like eight, it's almost a thousand dollars we would get back every single month in cash flow that we get to keep in our pockets to do whatever we want with. And with me wanting to go full-time on YouTube, taking that risk 
and knowing that once the mortgage is paid off, we really don't have many other bills besides typical lifestyle stuff. We got to pay for groceries, keeping the lights on, you know, going out to eat, whatever it is. Yeah, and I I knew I was going back just PRN mm-hmm. to the NICU after Millie was born, um, and so to be able to actually stay home and set my nursing stethoscope to the side for a little bit. Um, we really just wanted to do it so that we would have like a security net yeah. and and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So the selling of this land was kind of like the jump start into, did you guys know we're going to sell this land and it's all going to the mortgage? Oh yeah. That was goal number one. Like yep. there was no other way this money was going to do anything else. Yep. But I will say this after we did that, it was probably four or five months. Maybe we were like going back and forth again. I'm like, oh, you know, we probably put $60,000 towards the mortgage. And I'm like, okay, is this really what we need to be doing? This is talks that we've been having. Because yeah. you you sold the land before you were fired from your job, right? I believe so. I, th- I don't remember. I think you did because I remember kind of talks and, and maybe I'm wrong, but you're like, man, if I would have kept that, if I would have kept that money, I would be a lot more happy oh, about yeah. the situation. So true. Yep. You're right. And I you're think right. I remember you saying like, Cause when we're back to this, like, you're like, we're going to make it, but I'm not sleeping. And then I was like, okay, you're good. And you're like, I'm freaking pissed because I know, and this is a conversation that happens in the personal finance space. Like mathematically, it doesn't make sense if you have a low interest rate to pay off your mortgage. And I think you were almost like upset with yourself. Like I went with emotion Mm -hmm. and I put it towards my mortgage and now I can't get that back where if I kind of would have waited till I was in a certain spot and I would have been better. And I think I remember you being like a little pissed off at yourself for doing that. So you, you got it for like 160. Now this is going to take, take another 40. That's a, that's a big chunk. A big chunk. And if there's something to be said about paying off debt, when you can see the finish line, it becomes a lot easier. But I think what happened maybe in your mindset was you took out a big chunk. You're like, sweet. You got back to your payments. And then you didn't see the payments really diving down as much. And you're like, all right, is this really going to happen? Yeah. And also too, though, it was like the real estate thing. You know, Lindsay and I really want to build up our real estate portfolio to be able to have the cash flow coming in to cover our lifestyle so we can truly be financially independent. So I'm like, now we're going back and forth. I'm like, oh, damn, babes. Okay, so now should we put our money towards rental properties and lay off paying off the mortgage, even though it may be a little more risky to have the that much right. debt? And, you know, with YouTube coming in, with my new job that I had, was pretty kind of secure you know, we were like, okay, now we're safe. Let's not do the mortgage. Let's, you know, let's go back to real estate and building up that portfolio. Can I, I just want to ask only because I'm having these conversations with my wife, as far as like the real estate, was this something he told you about? Did you learn about together? What was your position on buy and hold real estate? Is that something he proposed to you? Because that's something I'm talking to my wife about. And she's kind of like a, from a Brad, tell me the numbers. If I trust your numbers, but like, doesn't really get it. I, I don't want to say she doesn't get it, but it's just not on the front of her mind. She knows I can handle it. What is that conversation like when you're about to start a real estate investment? I mean, he definitely had to educate me on it and teach me about it. And But my first like initial thoughts were, we don't have time. Like you're already pouring all this time into YouTube. You can, I don't want you to put something else on your plate when we already have a two-year-old and we're trying to get pregnant. And so there's going to be a newborn in the mix. Like full-time job, YouTube. Yeah. So then he's like, okay, well, what about if we look in the Kansas City market? 
and I'll have a property manager and it won't be on my plate when we once we find the property and do what we need to do. That's it. So you understood the numbers, but you wanted to make sure that it was going to be emotionally a good fit too. Yes. I didn't want him being tied up in fixing things and people calling and just like the typical like rental scaries that people talk about. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, your phone's going to be blown. You're going to be going up there on the weekends. Like, so he's like, okay, well, what about if we just look in a market that I'm removed from? So you guys start to hoard some money or hold some money in cash and what would have been cash that would have went to this mortgage, you said, let's let's just let's look for a little bit. Let's look in Kansas City and not pay off the mortgage now. Yeah. Is that kind of what that conversation yeah. we, was like? And we ended up buying a rental. Yeah. Bought a rental property, got our first one, got our first deal, and loved it. But then it goes back to okay, now we have a mortgage on this rental property too, which somebody else is paying for, but it's still mortgage in my it's still debt on my name. Yep. And you know, at this time too, a little fast forward a little bit the YouTube channel is starting to make some some good amount. It's a good amount of money. It's a job. It's starting to make an income. For sure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all this money is extra. It's icing on the cake. What do we do with this? Do we go buy another rental or do we go back to what we were talking about a year ago of paying off the mortgage? This is where like I came into the picture because I remember these conversations yep. we had all the time. Like yep. One day it was, I'm buying another rental. The next day was, I'm paying off it's my mortgage. It's so true. Like, I can't imagine what it was like for Driving you. Because, <laughs> because I'm just the guy on the side drinking beer. And I'm like, well, you just make up your damn Oh, <laughs> yes. my gosh. I know. I know. And like, he's very, like, when he gets something in his mind, I don't he stop. cannot stop. And it's a good thing. But it's a bad thing, no, we're, too, we're and it drives yeah, I know, I know. Our wives have no idea the conversations they're going to have. <laughs> I so can't wait. Tire, I can tire of being like, are you talking about your husband or mine? Yeah, right, right. So fast forward here, and I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to like an ending spot with this. And it really comes down to all the freedom that comes with a paid-off mortgage, the stress you don't have to worry about anymore of making that payment every single month. And we finally decided that, we knew YouTube was was being successful. Yeah. And I said, I want to do this. I want to quit my job. I want to take this on. I want to try it. I want to take the risk. But knowing that the mortgage was going to be paid off very soon after that, that we said, okay, let's do this. Because that was a criteria. I remember you it saying was. like, I can be out. And I don't know if you said like, Lindsay said, I have to pay off it. Or if that was a conversation you guys both had and came to an agreement. But I remember, cause you went through the whole, you sold off stocks mm-hmm. and you sold off things to pay it off. And for you, it had nothing to do with math. It was a peace of mind yeah. thing. And this recently just happened. We did it. What was it? We're about a weekend. I think yeah. two weeks. Two, yeah. Yeah. A little over a week. Yeah. I think so. Is it true yet? Like, do you know? Oh yeah. Like, do you feel it? Dude, I'm gonna tell you what, man. Like, I, I've ha- I've actually had other YouTubers call me about this and ask me, JJ, should I pay off my mortgage or do I keep investing? I've had other YouTubers ask me, and I'll and I'll tell I'll tell every single person the same question: no regrets. I would do this a hundred times over again. Did you know it was gonna feel like that? Yeah. Like you paid off debt. You had some debt. You remember your debt happiness day? Dude, I knew it was gonna feel this good. You knew debt free is this cooler than debt free? Same. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty cool. Big. <laughs> like when you don't have, when you have like when you pay off your consumer debt, like you still have your mortgage you gotta worry about. Yeah. I have nothing to worry about. I mean, I got the rental property, I guess I'm not technically hundred percent debt free, but it's con- like all the money that the debt that's not making me money, I don't have to worry about that anymore, man. And the pieces are coming together. Mm-hmm. You're you're stepping away from your job. Mm-hmm. She to did, be, I did. Sh- yeah. to be that mom. Yep. She left her job completely. You guys are pretty much taking what would have been your mortgage payment for two extra months and going to Hawaii for 
two months. And these are things that, you know, I think from the outside looking in, you would, they would say, JJ, look at this YouTuber going to Hawaii for two months. And these are the things and living in basements and sack. This is why we had to have this episode. People know you paid your mortgage off. Right. But I just want to say too, like we're not anyone special. We didn't win the lottery. Mm -hmm. We didn't get an inheritance. Like this is hard work. Yes. From communication and setting a budget and sticking to it and making decisions that like not building the house and not saying that people can't build a home. I'm just saying you just, you got to think to the future and what you really truly want. Yeah. I mean, and somebody may want a, a, a dream home. Yeah. But, and people may love their nine to five yes, and that's fine. Yeah. That's great. It just but wasn't he for us. didn't and he was unhappy and I had to hear about it every day when he came home from work and I knew nothing was going to change until he quit. Yeah. You guys had a very good grasp on long-term gratification. Yeah. And now we get to go to Hawaii for two for uh, six weeks yeah. because the mortgage is paid off and we took those chances. And the risks that you took, like I'm here and we're having beers down by the creek yesterday. <laughs> and we're like, man, people are at work right now. So true, man. The mortgage is just a small piece of that. And for me, and I'm a person that has a mortgage, I think it's very important for people to understand how many times you guys flipped flop back and forth between this decision. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong decision, but making the decision that worked best for you through communication and, and things like, what do you say about the whole process from start from Hawaii to now? I don't, you said no regrets. Would you have changed and done anything differently? I really don't think so. Yeah. I think everything worked out for a perfect reason. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's easier to say that now in hindsight. I'm glad where we're at. me too. Is this the forever home? I mean, for, for a good while. Yeah, for a good <laughs> long time. I'll say this though, Brad. Like we talk, and Lindsay talk about talk about this too. Like we're really on a on a our next big grind is like financial independence. But the cool thing about this house is like we can go to Hawaii for a month. We can go to Lake Tahoe for a couple weeks, or you know, four months. Out of the year or whatever we want. I don't think we go for four months, but you have a home base yeah. that's essentially costing you the Missouri property tax and insurance, which is honestly like fifteen hundred dollars for the year. Yeah, two thousand so, dollars for the so year. Cost you cost you two hundred dollars a month tops. Two hundred. You can go. You can go find that in cans. So if you wanted to turn the lights off and winterize the toilets, you can you can go do whatever you want and use that thousand dollar mortgage payment to live the life that you want. I think it's, it's, it's effing inspiring. <laughs> no. And I love it. And I love it. We, we're just like, I want to say too, like we're humbly celebrating. Mm-hmm. Like we know it's a big deal and it was a huge goal of ours. Um, but we also understand that we're like post pandemic and there are people that are like still struggling and still not back at their jobs. And like we empathize with that. But we also just paid off our mortgage, and so we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna celebrate. celebrate. It's freaking huge, it, well, dude! I, I'll defend that a little bit because although I agree with you, we know now that COVID nineteen and, and the pandemic and things have affected us for almost a year. This has been five, six years in the Very making true. for you. Yeah. So please do not take anything away from yourselves. Do not. I'm clapping for you when you win and we'll celebrate and all these things, but 
everybody's going to always have something else going on. And there's always going to be people that are going to judge you for the things that you do. The true people that know you know how long you've worked. And now that I've learned even more, I'm even more inspired by it. I'm not inspired to pay off my mortgage because my goals don't align with right. those sure. particularly. But I just more like seeing people that have generated a plan that have communicated and that, that they've really found their goals. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride, man. It's been a ride. And sometimes like Lindsay and I are talking and we're having drinks or whatever at dinner, going out to eat. And we're like, it feels pretty good, man, to like know that. Cause I, I got, I will say this, like I have worked my ass off the For past sure. almost three years. Mm-hmm. There's been many, and you know, raising, ba- ra- raising babies is no easy task. Yeah. Either, so. No, it's not. <laughs> Which before I had kids, I would have been like, come on, just feed the baby and put the baby. Oh, and away. I'll say this. I would not have been able to do this if it wasn't for Lindsay. And you yeah. can say the same thing about right. you and Tara. Yeah. I mean, they are. My wife took a six hour round trip yes. drive with two kids, one so of which potty this. training yeah. so we can do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are, are we, we married? I say this all the time. We married up, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I contribute a bunch. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, <laughs> She's better looking than me, but likewise. I, I secretly liked my 12 hour shifts when he had both kids from start to finish <laughs> and I'd walk in and he was just exhausted and I'm like, it's hard, dude. I'm it's like, hard. Oh yeah. Just a little reminder. <laughs> to a full day with, with two kids and doing lunches and breakfasts and dinners and baths I've been and blessed clean up. So we have the exact same job. So when I'm off, yeah. she's off when she works, I work, yeah. but she did go to a bachelorette party and, uh, the thought of, like leaving her and yeah. I just called in all the reinforcements. I made, I, I like, I blocked <laughs> out my schedule. Draw it. You'll be here for this time. I always oh, made sure that's that's funny. we digress, but well, I, I, I'll just quick shout out to the single parents out there. Yeah. I mean, it really is tough. Dude, it's hard. I don't even realize that that's a thing. Yeah. Because to me, it's inconceivable. Yeah. Like to be a single parent. Yeah. I know they're legends. It's kind of like when I was in the hospital with my first and I, I always thought twins were cool. And so you see the woman, breastfeeding two kids at a time, walking oh, down yeah. the hallway in the hospital as a zombie. And you're like, well, twins are not cool anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. so now when I see a twin, I'm like, do you have kids yet? And they're like, no. I'm like, you go home and you thank your parents right now because you have no idea. So true. You have no idea what they went through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Should we get out of here? Let's do Let's go to this nice steak dinner and celebrate everything. Yeah. So hopefully this will inspire someone bring somebody a little bit of hope even if we can shift like one person's mindset away from the norm then we're happy i got three things i want to finish this with this is the three major things that we're able to pay off this mortgage for okay one we lived on a budget Lindsay and i always strictly lived on a budget and right now we don't budget anymore i already said that in this episode but it's because we've lived on a strict budget for so long we know what we can spend it's not that you don't budget you just you have we know what to do yeah kind of like you don't think about tying your shoe anymore exactly number two is we bought a house way less than we can afford we could have afforded the dream home you know we could have built the custom home but we chose to take the the short-term gratification out of it and bought a home way less than we can afford number three is side hustles side hustles work wonders and it can be it doesn't have to be a youtube channel can be whatever you want but the fact that I was able to earn extra income on top of my salary that I didn't need to live on, that I could use to choose, that I could choose to do whatever I want with, invest it, buy fancy cars, you just blow it on fancy dinners. We chose stuck it in the mortgage, and now I have a paid off mortgage. And you knew, and even if she didn't know, 
you always had a plan and that yep. plan was never about you. It was always about us and yep. you knew that, but like didn't know how it was going to all work mm-hmm. together. And I'm so pumped that's freaking working together for you. And my mortgage is not going to be paid off for 12 years. Most likely pretty happy with my current situation, but we'll celebrate other wins for me. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. And my, the point that I'm making with that is this is not about paying off your mortgage. This is about finding a spot that's best for you and creating that journey long-term and celebrating some good wins. Nailed it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Lindsay Buckner. Thanks. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it met your expectations. Did. Good. We feel we recorded that. I've been here for a couple of days. We recorded this last. So you've almost been like sitting in like <laughs> in this purgatory this whole time waiting upon days and days for us to get this done. And it was, del- I said, I learned something and it was an absolute delight, not only having this conversation, but being a guest in your house, a wonderful house. Thank you. So it's a payoff. It's a little house, different when it's paid off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, it's okay, a- but next time bring Tara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Until we catch you guys in the next one, thanks so much. We will leave links to everything that you need to know. And until we catch you guys on the next one, cheers. <laughs>